This is Ty Cats today for a Tuesday, August the 17th, 2021. Your digital host, Louis B, on the Ty Cats Audio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. A Ty Cats today bye week edition for the second day in a row. Ty Cats still on bye. Uh, they will return here to the facilities on Sunday. I will admit, as someone who has spent the uh, better part of the last two months more at Tim Hortons Field than. At home, it is a little weird to see it this quiet uh, this week. Of course, uh, the soccer team Forge FC playing in El Salvador tonight. Big CONCACAF League match. But uh, yes, Ticats still on by. So it's a Ticats today bi-week edition. And I figured because we don't have the Ticats to talk about, we can talk about some of the other matchups around the CFL this week. And that's exactly what we'll do uh, every day for the rest of the week. We'll take a look at each of the other four matchups across the CFL. And today uh, we're going to be looking at the Edmonton Elks taking on the BC Lions. And in just a few moments, we'll be joined by Dustin Nielsen on this from the CFL on TSN. He also hosts the Nielsen Show on TSN 1260 in Edmonton. So lots to get into uh, with him there. Of course, the BC Lions, it's their first game at BC Place since 2019. It's a 10 p.m. kickoff, and it is the 1-1 one one Lions taking on the 0-2 Edmonton Elks, uh, the Elks, Calgary, and Hamilton. The only teams in the CFL without a win. That just doesn't sound right. Uh, I mean, Hamilton doesn't have an excuse, um, but, I mean, you could say, you know, they were on the road. Edmonton and Calgary were both at home dropping their games. Uh, so, I don't know. It should be an interesting matchup uh, between Edmonton and BC on Thursday. And the man on the mic of that game will be the aforementioned CFL on TSN and host of the Nielsen Show on TSN 1260 in Edmonton, Dustin Nielsen. And we'll get to this game in just a second. But, uh, Dustin, you were in the booth for the Ticats game on Saturday night. So I just, I, I got to get your perspective on what you watched on Saturday night. Jeez, uh, man, it's it's tough. If I had those answers, I could probably help the Ticats out right now because, you know, like, you know, even watching them, I was very excited to see this team this year in week one, right? And, you know, they had that great first drive. And I think all of us were like, there's the Ticats. Like, this is what we expected. They were 15 and three last year, great cup contender. And then, and then nothing since. And then in that game on, on Saturday, I still, maybe I'm a fool for thinking it, but I still had the expectations that the Ticats would come in and put up some points, especially with what BC did against the Riders in the second half of week one. I thought, okay, here's an opportunity. Um, but you know what? I don't, I don't think Mazzoli's getting much time. Like, I don't think the offensive line's done a very good job so far this year. And I know, you know, they're just getting some guys back healthy and, and things along those lines. And there has been a ton of turnover since last time we saw the Ticats play. I don't think we talked about that enough in the preseason as, uh, as opposed to here we are now getting ready for, well, I guess a bye week for the Ticats this week. But I, I just, I feel like they haven't had enough time to get in sync offensively because uh, Mazzoli was rushed. And when, when Evans came in, I mean, same sort of thing. I thought he was rushed quite a bit as well. So if they can start getting those two guys they've got two excellent quarterbacks if they can start getting those guys time I, I think the offense will probably be okay yeah is there something that you're you're encouraged by I mean there's not there, there haven't been a lot of positives from the last two games from what the Ticats have done but is there is there something that Ticats fans other than the fact that it's early which we've talked about throughout this show is that it's early everybody needs to relax and I'm sure the feeling's the same at Edmonton right now but is there something that that you that you're still encouraged by with this Ticats team 
Well, I mean, one thing is that I don't think they can play much worse offensively, right? Like it's only, it's only going to get better. They've got 14 points in two games. So, uh, you know, considering the coaching staff that they got there, the two quarterbacks, however it works out moving forward, uh, you've got Banks, who's still a monster. Uh, although he's made, like, both games so far this season, I think he's kind of been reaching to his core area. So I know for sure he was doing it in game two. I thought I remember him doing it a little bit in game one as well. Uh, so that would concern me a little bit. I, I, you know, if you're looking for positives, like I said, one, it's only going to get better. And two, I really like Ackland, man. Like when they decided to go to him, when they had an opportunity to go to him, and I know Marshall was in his face quite a bit in that in that game, and that's not easy. Marshall's one of the you know, best um, corners in the Canadian Football League. Uh, but on the one drive where they did end up eventually punching in with Mazzoli, two big plays to Ackland on that drive. We know he had a huge uh, first week as well. Without Braylon Addison, who they desperately miss, I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I think Ackland, different style of receiver, but I think Ackland – what you've seen from him the first two weeks has to be pretty encouraging. Um, you are in, uh, you were in the booth. You were in the booth last year, but you're or in tw- not 2019, but you're, you got a more prominent role in the CFL on TSN now. And just want to get your thoughts on, on what that's been like for you and just kind of uh, the, the crew you've been working with. I know a lot of the guys on the CFL on TSN crew, uh, great talented people, but uh, for you to be a part of that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. It was, it was weird. You know, I got that opportunity in 2019 and, you know, things I thought went pretty well. And then, you know, Chris Cuthbert leaves and then there's no season. And I was just like, man, you don't know what happens in this industry in, in 18 months. Like maybe they find somebody else or, you know, maybe they decide to go in a different direction. So when I got the call that I was going to be uh, involved again this year and I'm, you know, I'm heavily involved right now, obviously Rod Black's doing the women's world hockey championships. So he's busy. So I've kind of got that call to do two games a week here for the first part of the season. And I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. You know, I hadn't done two games in one week prior to I guess week two I've got two this week and I've got two on on Labor Day weekend so it's going to be busy but you you just get so zoned in on the league that it's you know it's just like prepping for any other game so yeah it's been incredible I mean for you know I've worked with Suter so far this year and Dwayne Ford Uh, Ford is one of the funniest guys that I've ever met like off off away from the camera he's hilarious absolutely love him suits is terrific and then last year or 2019 uh, I got to work with Dunnigan a bunch and Dunnigan was great as well and then you know so far I've been with uh, Chris Edwards and, and and Franklin, our producer and director. And I mean, those guys are just great. It's awesome to be on the road again with those guys. We've got a great stats crew as well. So I'm, I'm very lucky to be in the position that I'm in. Um, you know, I, it's awesome seeing people reach out who like don't follow me on Twitter saying, hey, man, like you're pretty good at this. So it's, it's been encouraging to keep me, keep me going. Two games a week is busy when I'm still doing my morning show here and some other stuff I got on the go. But uh, I love every minute of it, man. I, I, I just love calling, you know, football or basketball or hockey or whatever. So it's awesome to get this opportunity. We're talking with CFL on TSNs and the host of the Nielsen show on TSN 1260 in Edmonton, Dustin Nielsen. And uh, let's talk about the matchup this week uh, with the Elks and the Lions because, um, you know, the Elks are one of those teams, 0-2, Calgary 0-2, Calgary or uh, Hamilton 0-2. I mean, that that group of three teams, you would not expect to have been uh, winless this far if in the season right now. Yeah, it, what was it? 1966 is the last time Calgary and Edmonton both started 0-2. Like, on top of that, they both started 0-2 at home, which is just – it's insane. It's remarkable. And the you know, Ticats, I, mean, I was asked on my show in Edmonton this week, what's the biggest surprise for you? And the Ticats were my great cup pick. They were the great cup contender. They were 15-3 last year. So their start has surprised me a little bit more. But same with the Elks. I mean, it's the offense that's letting both of these teams down right now, which would have been the last thing I would have thought would have happened. So, you know, with Trevor Harris and the weapons that he's got, you can't have Greg Ellingson only having one touch in the last. He had one, he had one catch for one yard. Like, 
those guys have been together forever. They're the best one. They're the best quarterback wide receiver duel for the last five years in this league. So you have to think that that's going to come. But same sort of thing as Hamilton. Trevor Harris isn't getting a lot of time, and Trevor Harris is a pocket passer. Like he's not going to get out on the run like Vernon Adams or Mike Riley and make these plays. He sits back there. If he has time, he'll pick you apart. But he hasn't had a lot of time so far. And then so this week they go in 0-2 against the BC Lions, where I guess we're still waiting to see what happens at quarterback. I know Rourke's been taking some snaps, and Riley's going through his treatment. Uh, hopefully, look, if they do what they did last week with the treatment, uh, you know, he'll be fine. But, you know, this week they play on Thursday. I'm going to be in Vancouver to call that one. So Riley, you know, he didn't throw any touchdown passes. He had a touchdown himself, but he was moving around extremely well, took took more than one or two shots downfield, and actually looked pretty good doing it. So I'm really excited for that game. Plus, I mean, the storyline's been about the quarterbacks of the Lions, but their defense since that first half against the Riders has been absolutely lights out for the last six quarters. So I'm interested to see if that defense can continue to take advantage of this Elks offense that's just struggling mightily right now. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, you got your show in Edmonton. Is there concern about the Elks start? I mean, we've been saying here in Hamilton, it's early, it's early, it's early. But for, for Edmonton with this Elks team, is there, is there some concern that's creeping in right now? A little bit, a little bit for sure. I mean, on my show, I'm getting the text message, bring Jason Moss back. Like <laughs> when for three years, I looked at text messages that said, you got to get rid of Jason Moss. So, you know, it's, it's early in the season. Uh, I think the thing that's most frustrating is that when you came into the year, it's not like you're sitting there going, uh, who's Trevor Harris going to have to work with? Like, can this offense, James Wilder's been actually really good. He's got over 200 yards of total offense through the first two games. He had 85 yards on the ground in week two and over 160 combined yards, I think, in week one. So he's been great. It's not like they can't move the ball. They've been moving the ball. They just can't seem to punch it in when they need to. So that's been the most frustrating thing about it because you got Walker, you got Armonte Edwards. They love Shy Ross, who has their only touchdown so far this year. Uh, you know, Jones is pretty good in that mix as well. So they've got these offensive pieces. And I think because of that, people are kind of just confused by the start. I don't even know if they've figured out yet if they should be angry or not. They're just confused right now. Uh, Dustin, thanks for doing this. Can you tell uh, Lieutenant Eric I say hi, okay? <laughs> I will. He's still planning on staying at your place at Grey Cup, so we'll see how that goes. All right, sounds good. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, man. Dustin Nielsen from the CFL on TSN and host of the Nielsen Show on TSN 1260 in Edmonton. And let me just say, I know the CFL on TSN always put out a top-notch product. I'm not saying that just because they asked me once to uh, be a part of a broadcast on 2019 draft night when I got to interview uh, Coach Orlando Steinauer. My first time ever appearing on uh, TSN, by the way. Fun fact. Um, but CFL and TSN is obviously, their game broadcasts are awesome. And the addition of Dustin Nielsen, both in 2019 and now as a more regular part of the lineup, has been just awesome. He's doing such a great job. And he's done a game with Suits, and he's done a game with Dwayne Ford, and, and with both of them. He just seems to have that natural chemistry. Uh, really great to catch up with him to talk Elks and Lions. That game going down Thursday night football, 10 p.m. kickoff from BC Place in BC. All right, I mentioned it's the bye week. No tie cats kind of hanging around here. And I got an interesting perspective from today's episode on of Task and Twos, which you can catch on the Tie Cats Audio Network. I always like to know what players are up to during their bye week, and I thought Luke Tasker made a really good point on the way he used to approach bye weeks, and uh, here's what he offered up. I think if people over overstate how much physically you need to do on the bye week, I was, I was always in the thought process of, you, you just went through training camp, and now two in-season weeks, you're, you're in tip-top shape. You really are. 
and you might already be having some things banged up from the season. I think I think one or two light workouts during the bye week is my strategy. I don't know. I don't know what the Ike strength coach Ike with the Ticats is telling these guys and you know, every, every, to each their own, but I was a big, I, I needed to relax on the bye week to the refocus. It was, it was as much emotional and mental as it was physical too. That's Luke Tasker with Andy Fan Twos, the show, Task and Twos. Episode two dropped today. You can catch it wherever you're listening to this podcast right here on the Ticats Audio Network. But I th- thought that was pretty interesting because, you know, a lot of guys might think that they have to stay in shape. They have to work out every day. They have to keep doing what they've been doing. But, I mean, he makes a great point. These guys have been in training camp for six weeks. They've played another two weeks of game action. Like, they are in as good shape as you're going to get. I mean, this first bye week especially should be about recovery. Uh, You know, he he joked there that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Coach Ike would agree with that, the uh, strength and conditioning coach. But uh, interesting perspective from a former player, and that's what you get when you're listening to uh, Task and Twos, uh, two guys who know what they're talking about, uh, just exchanging stories. And I know today they talked about, you know, being in this position as a player, being 0-2, having a slow start to the season, uh, it's a really great chat, so I recommend uh, you check it out, Task and Twos, Episode 2, uh, wherever you're listening to uh, this podcast here today. All right, that is, uh, that's it. That's all we got here uh, for today's show. I want to thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow we're looking at another matchup this week, so make sure you tune in right here on Cats Today, bi-week edition. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day.